So continuing our reading of the Brihad Bhagavatamrita by Sanatan Goswami, we begin part two, the glory of Sri Goloka. Obeisances to Lord Sri Krishna, the son of Vasudeva. Sri John Majaya said, My father, who dearly loved Lord Krishna, taught the rare secret meaning of the scriptures to my mother. O Lord, dressed in yellow silk, I, whom full of love for you, have tied you with the ropes of hearing about Krishna, the ropes of meditating on you, and the chains of chanting your names. Now I hold you tightly. You will never escape. Obeisances to Lord Sri Gopinath. Obeisances to Lord Sri Chaitanya Dev. By taking shelter of the jewel of his form, even this dull and foolish person dances wonderfully. O best of sages, as I drink the Bhagavatam ocean's nectar, which is fragrant with the lotus flower of your mouth, I am still not satiated. O wise one, please relate more of the nectarian conversation of mother and son who both relish the nectar of Lord Krishna's lotus feet. Note. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that the mother is Uttara and the son, Maharaj Parikit. Sri Jaimini said, O king, what they said even the all-knowing sages and the seers of Brahman cannot know or describe by their own powers. Note, Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that the topic of their conversation was the glory of Goloka Vrindavan. By the mercy of Shukadeva Goswami, who is an ocean of the nectar of devotion to Krishna, I stayed by the side of King Parikit and Uttara Devi and directly heard what they said. Note, Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that only the mercy of a great devotee, only by the mercy of a great devotee can one understand or speak the nectar of Srimad Bhagavatam. O fortunate one, now please hear the glory of Goloka, which, although a great secret, the Vedas say may be revealed to an affectionate disciple. When she heard this description of Lord Krishna's great mercy, your grandmother became filled with bliss. Wishing to hear of, one, the result of great devotion to Lord Gopikanta, and two, the Lord's pastime place above Vaikuntha, and not fully understanding them in her heart, she asked Sri Parikit. Sri Uttara said, three, three worlds are abodes for materialistic householders who perform pious deeds. Above them are four worlds that are abodes for they who are not householders. Note, Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the three worlds are the Bhu, Bhuva, and Sva planets. The householders here wish to enjoy the fruits of their work. Householders that have no material desires by performing prescribed duties may go to Maharloka or the other higher planets, and when their hearts are pure, they may become liberated. This is described in Srimad Bhagavatam, 4th Canto, 24th Chapter, 29th Verse. A person who executes his occupational duty properly for 100 births, becomes qualified to occupy, occupy the post of Brahma. And if he becomes more qualified, he can approach Lord Shiva. A person who is directly surrendered to Lord Krishna or Vishnu, an unalloyed devotional service, is immediately promoted to the spiritual planets. Lord Shiva and other demigods attain these planets after the destruction of this material world. The persons who are not householders are the Nastika Brahmacharis, Vanaprastas, and Sannyasis. The four realms they attain are Maharloka, Janaloka, Tapaloka, and Satyaloka. The ultimate fate of these renounced souls is described in Srimad Bhagavatam, 2nd Canto, 6th Chapter, 20th Verse. The spiritual world, which consists of three-fourths of the Lord's energy, is situated beyond this material world, 
and it is especially meant for those who will never be reborn. Others who are attached to family life and who do not strictly follow celibacy vows must live within the three material worlds. When their enjoyments are ended, they all return. Some who go to Maharloka and the other higher planets become liberated with Lord Brahma. Note, Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that they who have material desires again take birth, but they who have no material desires and act only out of duty become liberated. Some, after enjoying on Archirloka and other planets, attain liberation. The renounced souls devoted to transcendental knowledge attain liberation at once. Note, Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that Archihi is the demigod of fire, and the other planets here are the planets in the Susumara circle. This is described in Srimad Bhagavatam, second canto, second chapter, 20, verses 24 through 31. The Lord's devotees that have material desires enjoy according to their own desires, and when they become purified, they also attain that abode. The devotees that have no material desires at once attain the blissful spiritual realm of Vaikuntha, which even the liberated souls cannot attain. Note, Srila Sanatana Goswami here quotes the description of Vaikuntha in Srimad Bhagavatam, 2nd Canto, 2nd Chapter, verses 17 through 18. Second Canto, ninth chapter, verses nine through ten, and the tenth canto, tenth canto, twenty eighth chapter, verses fourteen and fifteen. Eternally and in many different ways, experiencing there the happiness of direct service to Lord Krishna's lotus feet, a happiness that eclipses impersonal liberation, they feel great bliss. Some are devotees situated in knowledge, Gana-bhakti. Some are pure devotees, Sudha-bhakta. Some are devotees situated in love, Prema-bhakta. Some are devotees situated in great love, Prema-para-bhakta. And some are overwhelmed by love, Prematura-bhakta. Note, Srila Sanatana Goswami explains here that four and a half, explains that here, four and a half with the Gana Bhakti, the half kinds of love are described. The devotion of the Gana Bhaktas is mixed with a desire for knowledge. The knowledge here is not the pathetic liberation of the impersonalist, but rather the awareness of the glories of serving the Lord's lotus feet. Maharaj Bharat is an example of the Gana Bhaktas. The Sudha Bhaktas are devoted to the nine processes of devotional service. Their devotion is not distracted by fruitive work, the desire for knowledge, or non-devotional renunciation. Maharaj Ambarish is an example of the Sudha Bhaktas. The Prema Bhaktas want only to serve the Lord's lotus feet with love. Hanuman is an, is an example of the Prema Bhaktas. The Prema Para Bhaktas are the Lord's affectionate associates, who by the Lord's boundless mercy are tied by the chains of affectionately gazing at the Lord gazing at the Lord with the longings of love, friendship with the Lord, and close friendship where they joke with the Lord. The Pandavas are examples of the Premapara Bhaktas. The Prematura Bhaktas are always overwhelmed by the treasure of wonderful love. Uddhava and the Yadavas are examples of the Prematura Bhaktas. Although Vaikuntha cannot be attained without love for the Lord, there are varying degrees of that love. Thus, the Prema Bhaktas are better than the Sudha Bhaktas, the Prema Para Bhaktas better than the Prema Bhaktas, and the Prema Tura Bhaktas better than the Prema Para Bhaktas. These different kinds of devotees do not attain the same results. Still, in Vaikuntha, one is not considered better, better than the others. Sarupya Mukti Samipya Mukti, and the other kinds of liberation are also all equal. What place is better than Vaikuntha? The Vedas do not say. Note, 
Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the Sarupya Mukta is the liberation where one attains a four-armed form like the four-armed form like the Lord's, and Samipya Mukti is the liberation where one always stays near the Lord. Each in his own part of Vaikuntha, each according to his own kind of love, and each attaining his own object of love, everyone is happy. Note, Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that Ayodhya, Dwarka, and the many other abodes of the Lord are situated in Vaikuntha. This is described in the Vedic literatures. The Lord's many favorite cities that rest on the earth also exist in Vaikuntha so the Lord may enjoy different pastimes in them. The devotees in, different, in the different mellows have all attained the highest happiness. Still, what is the destination of they, here, they who are devoted to the Lord, who performs the Rasalila? My heart is not happy if others attain the same destination attained by the loving devotees who chant the holy names and who, indifferent to all material goals, yearn to become Sri Radha's maidservants. I cannot tolerate that others attain the same destination as that attained by Nanda, Yasoda, and their associates. Note, Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the others here are the Pandavas and Yadavas. The most sublime of millions of glories rest in them as many rivers enter the ocean. They must have their own place above Vaikuntha. Please show it to me and rescue me. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the word Pakasya means, please show me by describing it. And Uddharasva means, please rescue me from this ocean of unhappiness filled with the waves of doubt and whirlpools of illusions. The descriptions of the glory, the description of the glories of Goloka Vrindavan which is above the material worlds, which is not destroyed at the time of cosmic devastation, and which is above even the realms of Vaikuntha, is the answer to this question of Uttara Devi. Sri Jaimini said, Delighted by his mother's beautiful question, the son bowed before her and shedding tears in the hairs of his body, erect in ecstasy, began to speak. Sri Parikat said, O mother, for whom Lord Krishna is your very life, and who cannot bear separation from him, you can ask such a, such a question. Others cannot. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the word Krishna Jvite may also mean you whom Krishna rescued from Asvatthama's Brahmastra weapon. That Uttara could not bear separation from Lord Krishna is described in Srimad Bhagavatam. First Canto, 10th chapter, verses 9 and 10. That Lord Krishna is her very life, and that she cannot bear separation from him, show that Uttara is a very exalted devotee. For this reason, it is proper for her, and not others, to ask this question. In your womb I have taken a very pious birth as the grandson of Subhadra's husband, who is your dear friend. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that Subhadra was Lord Krishna's sister and her husband was Arjun. Bowing down before Lord Krishna, who, holding a club and chakra in your womb, protected both you and me from the Brahmastra, who in my childhood made me search, as the great devotees do, again and again for his form in the world of men who gave me the virtues of the great souls, who made me famous for subduing Kali, who gave me wonderful royal opulence, who filled me with despair by arranging a Brahmana's curse, and who in the form of his disciple told me of the curse which I welcomed, who as Lord Vasudev dragged me from the blind well of my home and made me sit by the Ganges, fasting until death, who in the form of Sri Shukadev Goswami taught me the truth in the assembly of sages, dispelled my fears and delighted me, who by giving me the company of his dear devotee now makes me drink the nectar of words about him and who is kind without limit, 
I, nourished by the Brahmana's words, with a single heart, at this, my last moment, will speak the answer to your question, an answer that contains the essence of all Vaishnava scriptures. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that these activities of King Parikat are described in the following verses of Srimad Bhagavatam. First Canto, 12th Chapter, 9th Verse, 10th Canto, 1st Chapter, 6th Verse, 1st Canto, 12th Chapter, Verses 8 and 9, 1st Canto, 12th Chapter, Verse 30, 1st Canto, 12th Chapter, Verses 19 through 25, 1st Canto, 18th Chapter, Verse 37, 1st Canto, 19th Chapter, verse 14, and 1st Canto, 19th chapter, verse 2. I could satisfy you by quoting and explaining the Shruti and Smriti, but instead I will tell a story I got from the mercy of my guru, a story that will explain this and dispel all doubts. In ancient times, a certain penniless Brahmana who lived in Pragyotishapura, and who had no knowledge of the scriptures, and who, with the desire for great wealth, daily worshipped goddess Kamadevi there with faith, in a dream received from the satisfied goddess a ten-syllable mantra for the worship of Lord Madana Gopala's lotus feet, a mantra that was spoken with instructions on its use in meditation and various kinds of worship, and was like a great treasure. By the goddess's instruction, always chanting the mantra in a secluded place, he gave up all desire for wealth and became happy at heart. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that, thinking it only a dream, the Brahmana did not at once chant the mantra. Only when she instructed him again in a second dream did he chant it. Although he could not understand the truth, he thought there was both a spiritual goal to be attained and a way to attain it. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that although formerly he had no interest in anything spiritual, now by the power of the mantra, he had faith in a spiritual goal and a way to attain it. Renouncing his home and other things, and maintaining his body by begging. As he wandered to the holy places, he came to the place where the Ganges meets the ocean. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that as he traveled to the holy places, he became free from sin and material desires. At the Ganges shore, he saw many dutiful Brahmanas who were all learned in knowledge and were mostly householders. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that the branches of knowledge these Brahmanas knew are described in the Vishnu Purana. The 14 branches of knowledge are the four Vedas, the Vedangas, the Mimamsa, the many Nyaya Shastras, the Dharma Shastras, and the Puranas. He heard them describe the regular and occasional ritual duties by which one attains material things and goes to Swargaloka. Seeing their faith in these various duties, he also had faith and he acted on their teachings. By the goddess's order, he regularly chanted the mantra in secret. By the mantra's power, his heart was not satisfied with these karma rituals. Dissatisfied, he went to Varanasi, where he saw many people from different countries mostly sannyasis, debating the theories of monism. He offered obeisances to Lord Vivishvara and then, going to each monastery, offered obeisances to the sannyasis, conversed with them, and rested by their side. Their intelligence clear in the Vedas, they spoke as if liberation stood in the palms of their hands. He thought about the essence of their views. Again and again, hearing from them the words of Vedanta, which proclaim the superiority of impersonal liberation, bathing at the 
Karnagat, gazing at Lord Vivishvara, happily staying among them and eating many sweets, he wished to take sannyas. Because it brought happiness to his heart, he did not stop respectfully chanting the mantra the goddess gave. Then one night in a dream, he saw the deity of the mantra. Attracted by the deity's great handsomeness, he became filled with bliss. Now his heart had no power to do anything but chant. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that his heart was no longer attracted to sannyas, ritual bathing, or other activities. The poor fellow was bewildered about what to do. Then, accompanied by the goddess, Lord Shiva appeared in a dream and gave him this instruction. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that he thought, should I take sannyas or should I chant this mantra? Fool, don't take sannyas. Go at once to Sri Mathura. There in Vrindavan, your desires will be fulfilled. Eager to go to Mathura and glorifying it again and again, as he went there, he came to Prayag. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that again and again he called out, O Mathura, O Mathura, with great love. There he saw hundreds of saintly persons who had come at sunrise in the month of Mog to bathe there at that king of holy places, which was beautiful with the Ganges and Jamuna, and which was touched by Lord Madhava's glistening lotus feet. Everywhere he saw them with songs, obeisances, prayers, namasankirtan, instrumental music and dancing, observing a beautiful festival of worship of Lord Vishnu. Ignorant and struck with wonder, he asked the Vaishnavas, O singers, O reciters of prayers, O you who fall to the ground as sticks, O musicians, O you calling out Rama, Krishna, O you crying, O you with beautiful tilak, O you wearing a beautiful garland, be quiet for a moment, stop making so much noise, and tell me, what are you doing? Whom are you worshipping with such reverence? Hearing this, some laughed at him, some said, Fool, be quiet, and some, kind to the poor fellow, said, O son of a Brahmana, you don't know anything. Your intelligence is confused. Don't, and again, don't again and again call out to the Vaishnavas, and don't talk to them in this way. Initiated by a guru in mantras and rules of worship, we always worship Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. O best of Brahmanas, some of us worship the form of Lord Nishringa, some Lord Ramchandra, and some Lord Gopala. We worship Lord Vishnu, who has many forms. Sri Parikit said, Embarrassed, the Brahmana humbly and cheerfully asked, Where does he live? What benediction can he give? The Vaishnava said, He's the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He lives everywhere eternally. He is within and he is without. No one is like him. He, the super soul in everyone's heart, the master of the demigods that control the universes, the handsome person whose form is full of eternity, knowledge, and bliss, eternally lives in Vaikuntha Loka. He gives himself as a gift to his servants. The Shruti and Smriti prayer offer prayer. The Shruti and Smriti offer prayers to him. Who could speak his glories? In this place, again and again, you may hear the Puranas that describe him. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that the question in the second sentence is answered in the third. Gaze on Lord Madhava, the deity form of the Lord of the Universes, and soon you will understand everything. Sri Parikat said, Gazing at Lord Madhava and bowing down, he saw that Madhava and the Madana Gopal he meditated on in his mantra were the same person. There he heard some passages of the Purana in the Vaishnava's company, and he saw the many forms of Lord Vishnu they worshipped. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that the word Tatra means in Prayag near the deity of Lord Madhava. 
and kinship means the Magha Mahatmya and other passages. Bewildered and still not understanding, he thought, the Lord of my mantra is the, is the Lord of the universes, and Lord Madhava is the Lord of the devotees. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains, he did not understand that Lord Madana Gopal, the deity of his mantra, and the deity of Lord Madhava were the same person. He wondered, is the Lord I worship a person different from the Lord they worship, Madhava, the Lord of the universes? This Lord has four arms decorated with conch, chakra, club, and lotus. My Lord is not like he. How can my Lord be the same person as Lord Madhava? My Lord does not have a form half man and half lion. He is not a dwarf. He does not have forms of a fish, tortoise, boar, or other animals. He is not Ramchandra, who is a king and holds a bow in his hand. He is like the, the Gopala, worshipped here by some. Still, I don't think my Lord is the Lord of the universes. He is not like the Lord I heard of in the Magha Mahatmya and the other passages. Holding a flute to his mouth and decorated with forest flowers, he protects the cows with his coward boyfriends. A rake who enjoys pastimes with the gopis, he jumps over the religion of the pious. By the power of the goddess, I found bliss in worshiping, worshiping him. I will never give him up or stop chanting his mantra. Chanting his mantra in a secluded place, by the power of associating with the devotees, he saw his Lord. He fainted in ecstasy. When somehow he again stood, he lamented that so much time for chanting had been lost. How has this calamity happened to me? This is a great obstacle. Night has come, but I have not completed my chanting. Was I overcome by sleep? Was I possessed by a ghost? Ah, I am so wretched that even in this misfortune, my heart somehow feels happy. Lamenting and fasting, he fell asleep. Lord Madhava then consoled him, saying, Remember, O Brahmana, the words of Lord Shiva, the master of the kings of the universe and the husband of Uma. Go to the Jamuna's path, to Sri Vrindavan. By my mercy, you will find uncommon happiness there. Don't delay. He rose early in the morning and, a happy man, began his journey. Gradually he reached Mathura city and he bathed, bathed at Vishrama Tirtha. Then he went to Vrindavan. As he chanted in meditation, he saw the Lord's associates. At every moment he rejoiced. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that he saw the very beautiful cows, cowherd people, Kadamba trees, and other associates of the Lord. Not seeing anyone in that land decorated with cows, he wandered here and there. Then he heard crying east of Keshi Tirtha. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that he did not see any people, only cows. Keshi Tirtha is glorified in the Varaha Purana, Mathura Mahatmya. Keshi Tirtha, where Keshi died, is hundreds of times more sacred than the Ganges and Vishrama Tirtha, where Lord Hari rested, is, is hundreds of times more sacred than Keshi Tirtha. Let me repeat that. Keshi Tirtha, where Keshi died, is hundreds of times more sacred than the Ganges, and Vishrama Tirtha, where Lord Hari rested, is hundreds of times more sacred than Keshi Tirtha. He went in that direction, hearing a human lovingly chanting the holy names. Again and again, he searched for him. Because of the forest's blinding darkness, he could not see anyone. Concluding that the sound was coming from the Jamuna shore, he eagerly went there. There in a Kadamba grove, he saw a handsome youth with delicate limbs dressed as a coward boy. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the youth wore a peacock feather crown and was holding a flute, buffalo horn bugle, stick, and other objects. 
mistakenly thinking this was his worshipable deity. In great happiness, he called out, O Gopala, and to offer respects, he fell as a stick to the ground. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the Brahmana thought this person was Krishna because of his dress and ornaments. Returning to external vision, this person who was the crest jewel of they who know everything could understand that this was a Brahmana of Mathura living in Kamadesh and engaged in the worship of Lord Madana Gopal. He came out from the forest grove, listed his guest up, bowed before him, embraced him, and made him sit by his side. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that this person could understand that his guest had been sent by Sri Radha. He pleased, with, he pleased him with hospitality, and to gain his trust with a smile revealed something of what he had seen in life. Aware that this was a cowherd boy, and thinking him his dear most friend, the Brahmana, full of faith, happily narrated the story of his entire life. Thinking him the best of they who know everything, the humble Brahmana plaintively said to the exalted cowherd boy, the Brahmana said, I have heard of many goals of life and many ways to attain them, but I do not have the power to determine what goal should be sought and how it is attained. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that some of the goals here are attainment of Svargaloka and attainment of impersonal liberation, and some of the methods to attain them are karma, pious fruited work, and jnana, philosophical speculation. The Brahmana had heard of these at the Ganges shore, at Varanasi, and at other places. I always follow the goddess's order. What am I doing? What will be the result? I don't know. Thinking my life wasted, I yearn for death. It is only by the mercy of Lord Madhava and the two Shivas that I live. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the two Shivas here our Lord Shiva and Goddess Kamadevi, Parvati. Here today I have attained you, who are very kind, who know everything, and who are like my own Lord. I am surrendered to you. Please rescue me, a wretched man. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the word Swadevat means like Lord Madana Gopal, and the word Samudara means, please rescue me from the ocean of doubt, or please rescue me from the ocean of repeated birth and death. Sri Parikat said, respectfully hearing these words, he thought, this person attained the goal of life. He has attained all that is good. For him, only the direct sight of the Lord's lotus feet remains. He should not be attached to chanting mantras. He should be attached to chanting the Lord's holy names. There is no other way. There is no way other than the worship of Sri Madana Gopala's lotus feet, a worship that consists mostly of glorification of his holy names, that gives a result beyond what one can desire, and that should be performed with faithful and respectful seeing of the places where the Lord enjoyed pastimes. There is no other goal. There is no goal other than pure love, which mocks the four goals of life and conquers the Lord's lotus feet. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the four goals of life are material piety, economic development, sense gratification, and liberation. Therefore, to enlighten him and remove his doubts, I will tell all of my own story. Although the great souls think a person should not speak his own glories, there is not another story that will be good for him. Thinking in this way, the very experienced cowherd boy turned to the Brahmana, and as a sage speaking the Puranas to a company of sages, began to tell of his own experience. Srila Sanatana Goswami quotes Devala Muni's definition of a sage. 
A sage is one who is celibate, very austere, who eats little, controls his senses, speaks the truth, and has the power both to curse and to forgive. The cowherd boy, Gopal Kumar, said, For this there are many histories in the scriptures. Still, as I remember, I will tell the story of my own life and what I experienced in ecstatic trance. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the word moha means what I experienced in the trance of love for the Lord, and adi means and other very confidential topics. O best of Brahmanas, I, the young son of a Vaisha, cowherd of Govardhan Hill, accompanied by young friends, tend my cows on Govardhan, the Jamuni shore, here in Vrindavan forest and in the circle of Mathura. Srila Sanatan Goswami here quotes the description of the activities of the cowherd boys in Srimad Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, 24th Chapter, verse 21. He also notes that later in the book, it will be re- revealed that Gopakumar's eternal rasa is as a cowherd boy. In the middle of the forest, we always see a great brahmana whose form is splendid, who is rich in renunciation, and who wanders here and there, again and again chanting the holy names of Lord Krishna, sometimes engaged in japa and meditation, sometimes dancing, sometimes singing, sometimes laughing loudly, sometimes crying, sometimes falling to the ground, sometimes rolling on the ground as a madman, sometimes loudly calling out, sometimes fainting unconscious, sometimes muddying the ground with a stream of tears of love, and sometimes lying as a corpse on the dust of the cow path. Out of curiosity, we boys always go to see him. When we come, he bows down to us with devotion. Out of love, he tightly embraces us and kisses our bodies, as if we are his dearest friends. He cannot leave us. He was pleased by my gifts of milk and other services. One day, finding me on the Jamuna shore, he embraced me and said, Child, if you wish the perfection desired by all, then bathe in Keshi Tirtha and you may take from me the mercy of the Lord of the universes. Then when I bathed, he, the crest jewel of the merciful, who, although he was indifferent to all material things, had all his desires fulfilled, taught me your mantra. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that this was the same ten-syllable mantra, mantra the Brahmana chanted. Then to teach the method of worship, he, he began to describe the Lord, the object of meditation. Overcome with love and crying as a woman separated from her lover, he sud- suddenly fainted in ecstasy. When he became conscious again, I was too frightened to ask him anything. His mind fixed on something else, he suddenly rose and left. I never met him again. What had I obtained? What result would it bring? How should the mantra be chanted? I did not know anything. Out of respect for his words, this mantra alone was on my mouth. Unnoticed by anyone, I eagerly chanted it at every moment. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that he chanted the mantra silently. The word kautukat may also mean filled with wonder. By the power of that great person, my heart became purified as I chanted. Then I developed faith. Thinking of his words, I decided that this mantra would lead me to the Lord of the universes. I became happy, and I was dedicated to chanting it. I thought, what is the Lord of the universes like? When will I see him? Intent only on him, I left my home and everything, and went to the Ganges. Hearing a conch shell, I went to the river bank. Seeing a Brahmana worshipping a Shalagrama Sila, I bowed down in respect. I asked him, O Swami, whom are you worshipping? He smiled and said, Child, don't you know? This is the Lord of the universes. 
When, they heard, when I heard this, I became happy as a penniless man who finds a treasure or a man who finds his long-lost dearest friend. I gazed at the Lord of the universes, and with faith I fell down as a stick to offer respects. By the Brahmana's mercy, I got the water of the Lord's lotus feet and the prasadam offered to him. When he was about to go home, he put the Lord of the universes to rest in a box. When I saw this, I became very unhappy, and shedding tears, I lamented. Alas, alas, the Supreme Lord is put in a very unsuitable box. He has not eaten anything. How can he sleep if he is hungry? O best of the Brahmanas, that there might be another Lord of the Universes in another place, I did not understand. Me, who was sincerely aggrieved, the humble Brahmana, as if embarrassed, comforted and said, O new Vaishnava, what more can I, a poor man, do? I offer to the Lord of the Universes only what I myself can eat. If you wish to see his opulence and a great festival of his worship, then to the nearby palace of this country's saintly king, who loves to worship Lord Vishnu. There you will directly see the Lord of the Universes, who is so difficult to see. There you will see your heart filled with bliss. For now, come to my home and eat the food that Lord Vishnu has enjoyed. I was delighted to hear his words. Even though I was hungry, I did not go to his home, but I bowed down before him and following the path he showed, at once went to the palace. From far away, I heard unprecedented, tumultuous sounds of the worship of the Lord of the Universes. I asked questions of the people there. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that the sounds were wonderful singing and instrumental music. The questions asked may have been, where is the Lord of the Universes? Or, what are these sounds? Understanding that the Lord of the Universes was there, I, not stopped by anyone, quickly entered to see him. There, before my eyes, I saw him, a conch shell, disc, lotus, and club, in the splendid hands of his four handsome arms. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that he understood either, one, where the sounds were coming for, or two, where the Lord of the Universes was, without being stopped by anyone. He quickly entered the temple. All his limbs, very handsome, splendid as a new cloud, dressed in yellow silk, rich with a garland of forest flowers, decorated with golden ornaments, his youthful form beyond description, his face a full moon, his smile nectar, his eyes lotus flowers, worshipped by his devoted servants with a host of rare and glorious things, seeing the dancing and other entertainments played before him, sitting on a wonderful throne and served with a flood of paraphernalia. Filled with bliss, again and again I fell down as a stick, to offer obeisances. I thought, today I saw what I wished to see. Now my birth is a success. I will never leave this place. By the Vaishnava's mercy, I happily lived there. O Brahmana, I ate the prasadam of Lord Vishnu, saw the great festival of his worship, heard the glories of worshiping him, and secretly chanted my mantra with great care. Still from my heart, the beauty of Rajabhumi and the happiness of playing as a cowherd boy never left my heart. Srila Sanatan Goswami quotes the following verse, glorifying the prasadam of Lord Vishnu. In Kali Yuga, they who eat, who, they who eat Lord Vishnu's prasadam attain the same result said to be gained by fasting for six months. The word katachit here means awake or even asleep. Happily staying there for some days, I developed a great yearning to worship the Lord in that way. The king who was sonless and who, seeing my good character, affectionately con con considered me his adopted son, even though I was a foreigner, soon died. Inheriting his kingdom, I increased the bliss of the worship of Lord Vishnu. Every day, many saintly devotees enjoyed his prasadam.
Not attached to any of this, I remained as before. I chanted my mantra and I ate the Lord's prasadam. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that by the mantra's power, he remained unattached to the royal opulences there. He continued to live as an unattached, penniless person, as he had before he inherited the kingdom. He accepted only the Lord's prasadam, and that only to maintain his body. Although I divided the kingdom among the king's associates, still it made me very unhappy. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that a kingdom does not please an intelligent Vaishnava. Sometimes I was afraid of other kingdoms. Sometimes the emperor's orders curtailed my independence. Sometimes a pious person would not eat the prasadam of the Lord of the universes because it had been touched by someone else or carried outside. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that these bewildered brahmanas were concerned that the prasadam may have been touched by a non-brahmana. The prasadam of the Lord never becomes contaminated. This is confirmed by the following words of the Vishnu Purana. O brahmana, one should not consider whether it is proper to eat or not to eat the food, drink, or other things offered to the Lord of the universes. These offerings are spiritual, as Lord Vishnu himself is spiritual. Brahmanas who make, this, who make such distinctions in eating the Lord's prasadam become afflicted with disease and bereft of wife and children. They go to a hell from which they do not easily return. At this, my heart was wounded by an arrow and I became despondent. Still, I could not leave the Lord I so yearned to see. At this time, some saintly pilgrims came from the southern countries, said, in Purusha Tom Ketra, Nilachal, by the shore of the saltwater ocean, the Lord of the universes, Jagannath, is splendidly manifest in a spiritual form of wood. Sanatan Goswami quotes the Padma Purana's description of Lord Jagannath. On the northern shore of the ocean, in Purusha Tom Ketra, the supremely blissful personality of Godhead, pretends to be made of wood. The Vishnu Purana explains, In the country of Orissa, in Nilachal, in Purushottam Ketra, the spiritual and blissful personality of Godhead appears as the wooden deity named Lord Jagannath. Opulent and powerful, he personally protects the kingdom of Orissa. He is glorious. He loves his servants. Srila Sanatan Goswami quotes the Tattva Yamala. In Bharat Varsha, in the country of Orissa, in Bhusvarga, in Purushottam Ketra, the Lord of the universe is Jagannath, who makes the devotees fearless, whose pastimes are like those of a human being, and who grants liberation, appears in a form of wood. The goddess of fortune personally cooks for him, when he has eaten, the merciful Lord gives his remnants, which even the demigods cannot obtain, to his devotees. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that the question may be asked, if the Lord eats the food, how is anything left? The answer is found in the word Dayaluna, merciful. Although the Lord eats all that is offered to him, he leaves no remnants. He mercifully makes it as full as before, and then gives it to his devotees. These remnants, called Mahaprasadam, should be eaten without considering who has touched them or from where they were brought. Srila Sanatan Goswami quotes the Vedic literatures. The food, cooked by the goddess of fortune, that the Supreme Personality of Godhead eat, eats, is like Lord Vishnu himself. One should not consider whether some unworthy person has touched it or not. Whether old, dried up, or already tasted by someone else, the prasadam of the Lord removes all sins. Skanda Purana. Whether touched by people of the lowest caste, people who have no caste, or people born of mixed caste, food once eaten by the Lord of the universes destroys all sins. Bhavisha Purana. O king, there is no consideration 
whether or not some unworthy person has touched the Lord's prasadam. For by once touching it, even the most unworthy person is at once purified. Tattva Yamala. O Brahmanas, if one desires liberation, he should eat the Lord's prasadam at once without considering whether it is the proper time as one does in the Chandrayana Vrata, the Garuda Purana. Oh, the glory of that place. Even an ass there becomes a four-armed resident of Vaikuntha. Anyone who goes there once is never born again. Srila Sanatan Goswami quotes Lord Brahma in the Brahma Purana. Oh, the glory of that place of 80 miles. When one goes there, he sees that everyone is a four-armed resident of Vaikuntha. Veda Vyasa explains in the Garuda Purana. When the demigods in heaven see that the people there are four-armed residents of Vaikuntha, holding a conch shell, chakra, and lotus in their hands, again and again they faint. Narada Muni says in the Bhavachatsa Parishta, the people who live there are all seen, seen to be four-armed residents of Vaikuntha. Veda Vyasa also says in the same scripture, Touching that place gives liberation to human beings. The Supreme Personality of Godhead enjoys pastimes there, playing as a wooden deity. By performing difficult austerities for hundreds of births, one is able to touch that place and become equal, equal to Lord Vishnu. I heard that when blossoming lotus-eyed Lord Jagannath is seen, the seer's birth in this world brings a wonderful result never heard of before. Srila Sanatan Goswami quotes the following words spoken by Narada Muni to Prahlad Maharaj in the Padma Purana. They who see the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who gloriously manifest on the summit of Nilachal Hill, stands before all eyes and is seen by hearing of him and in other ways also, attain Lord Vishnu's abode. What to speak of they who are like you? Conquered by the desire to see him, I at once gave up everything and glorifying Lord Jagannath set out for the country of Orissa. So we will stop there and we will resume in the next episode. Thank you very much for listening.